Okay, and good morning once again, everybody, and welcome back to the Kanika Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and I am joined, as always, by my beautiful co-host and lovely wife, Nika. Good morning, Nika. Good morning, Kenny. How are you? Well, I'm great. It's Friday, and baseball is back, everybody. It's baseball been a long back. week for us. We did get caught up on a couple shows, though. We did, but it felt weird with no baseball It games. definitely felt weird. It's, like, been the hottest week of the summer. It is hot. And then, like... There's no baseball on. Wednesday and Thursday were very, very quiet. Anyways, I'm happy that we have baseball back today. Yes, absolutely. It's 100 degrees, or it's going to be in a couple hours. So It is definitely hot in Southern California, so if you are living in this neck of the woods, please be careful out there, everybody. If you're exercising or doing anything physical, get out there early. You know, high noon comes around, and you, you can almost hear the sun. It's going to be so damn hot. It's sizzling. Uh, it's like in the desert, you know, it was ringing, you know, like in the movies. If you yeah. ever see when they show, uh, I don't know, Lawrence of Arabia comes to mind or Spaceballs. <laughs> I can't believe I just put those two movies together. But they both have desert scenes with a high ringing pitch to sort of convey the audible sun. Well, hopefully it gets cooled off since all the games are in the evening. Most definitely. It is Friday, which means, uh, as is tradition, with no home game. Oh, there is a. this is a rare occurrence also, everybody. A home Wrigley Field game on Friday night. Oh. Um, generally, if there's a home game at Wrigley Field on Friday, it is a one twenty Central Time start. I know this. I grew up as a Cubs fan, and it is only in recent years have they petitioned the city because of Wrigley Field is literally smack dab in the middle of a busy intersections on the north side of Chicago, if you're unfamiliar. And surrounded by a bunch of bars. Surrounded by a bunch of bars. I mean, there's like buses. There's yep. a red line there. It's a major transportation hub, honestly. But if you've never been there, uh, it, it can be congested and crowded. And I think that's why they tend to avoid Friday night. You know, it makes sense. It, and and it's always like the bars love it because the fans come to the game on Friday afternoon and they don't stop drinking until like midnight. You know, for sure. Um, but at least that's how it worked back in the yeah. And still works like that. Of I mean, course, it's, it's a right major part of the business. Yep. Nevertheless, Friday night game tonight at Wrigley Field, so enjoy that. And it's against the Red Sox. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. By the way, we don't have any games to recap, so we're just going to get right into some our show today. And we are just going to kind of preview the start of the season, number two, I guess, the start of the second half of the season. And the basically where some injuries are, kind of going to rejoin this. We're rejoining a season in progress, kind of. So it's a good idea to like sort of update on where certain players are and when they're coming back. Definitely. So let's get right into it. And the first matchup that I had on my schedule this week was the Brewers and the Reds. So the Brewers and the Reds uh, are getting together. Again. Again. Now, if you didn't listen to us last week, you might not remember that the Brewers and the Reds just played each other in Milwaukee, and they are starting the second half of the season the same way they ended it. Uh, They're playing each other, but they are in Cincinnati this time. I expect we'll we'll see those those Cincinnati Reds jerseys tonight, everybody. They're going to be rocking. They're going to be rocking, and I, I don't doubt it. We got a nice three-game set here, and I'm, I'm guessing the Reds are going to have revenge on their mind. Well, there's only one game between those two clubs for uh, number one position. Mm-hmm. So I think they are jacking for number one between of those course. two. Of course. Yeah, it's it's right now it's a two-horse race. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still think the Cubs can get back into it, potentially, though I think they're more destined for the wild card, if, if at all this year 
they are seven games back from Cincinnati. That's a lot. It's tough, no doubt. But you have young teams. You have the Brewers who just haven't impressed me this year. I know that they've been up there, but they just haven't. I could be wrong about them. but And their pitching could totally come back into play because the Brewers have always sort of had good pitching. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will say about today is like it's the one time in the in the baseball season where everyone kind of gets a reset at the same time. I'm not saying that the Nationals are going to climb back into playoff contention or anything like that, but I think it's a chance for Davey Martinez to address a young Nationals team and and say like, "Hey guys, I know things haven't gone bounced our way this year on the diamond, but you know, like let's finish up strong. Like we can play spoiler, mm-hmm. you know." We can ruin some other team's chances at making the playoffs, that kind of stuff. Uh, sure. And and we can start playing positive baseball heading into next year, that, that kind of stuff. So every team, whether you're the Royals or whether you're the Rays, who do play each other tonight, by the way, and everyone in between, it's it's your time and your chance right now to sort of reset your season and like what your goals are as a group, as a team. Okay. You know? That's a good idea because now you have this month before the uh, trade deadline comes in where you can see what pieces work better and what pieces you might need before Absolutely. the trade deadline. Absolutely. Tread- Great point, Nika. Uh, and you also get to see uh, your, your pitching staff sort of reset and kind of come into shape. Okay, these are going to be my five or six horses going down the stretch. You know, this is, this is who I have. I think bullpen pitching and just bullpen in general is going to play a huge deal. Yeah, you can never have enough, can yep. you? Nope. <laughs> just when you think you have enough. You don't. You don't. You never do. That I, That was my argument since the beginning of the season. Not enough pitchers in the bullpen. Well, enjoy the pitching matchups in Cincinnati this weekend. We have some beauties on the mound. Starting tonight, we have Corbin Burns pitching against Graham Ashcraft. He hasn't had the best of starts for the Reds this year, but young man, 25 years old. Let's see if he can get it going. His last three games, he's 1-1. One one. He's gone a little bit deeper into games. He had one bad start against Atlanta. Who doesn't? He had a pretty good start against the Padres and a pretty good start against Washington. So, yeah, he's your middle-of-the-road pitcher right now, but let's see if he can get it going for the big red machine tonight in Cincinnati. All right, moving right along, we have... Tomorrow's matchup is Freddie Peralta against Andrew Abbott. So that's also Freddie Peralta struggling, Andrew Abbott coming up being huge this year for the Reds. So that's the way it's going. And on Sunday, I don't really know. We can revisit Sunday on Sunday because the matchups might not be all announced yet. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of TBDs up there still coming out of the All-Star break. So totally understandable. Um, But like I said, this is kind of everyone's chance to reset. So you're going to see some really good pitching matchups these first few games. And I really, I just wanted to point out like Corbin Burns is pitching tonight and Andrew Abbott's pitching tomorrow. And like, if you look up and down, like the MLB schedule tonight, you'll see the big name guys in there. Darvish, Sandy Alcantara, Justin Verlander, Urias, Radon, Eduardo Rodriguez, Luis Castillo, Altani. Like all the big name guys are, a lot of them are pitching tonight or tomorrow. We're coming out of the all-star break. Yeah. Um, I bet we'll, we'll probably see Eovaldi in there tomorrow or, or one of these days. So it's everyone's chance to reset, including another matchup I'm looking at. Miami is visiting Baltimore. The reason I circled this one, interestingly enough, is because it's the two second-place East divisional teams. The Orioles, of course, are in second place trailing Tampa. 
and Miami is, of course, trailing the mighty, mighty Atlanta Braves, the undisputed, I would say, best team in baseball right now. The Orioles. The Braves. Oh, the Braves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Braves are the best team in baseball. I thought you were talking about Marlins and Orioles. No, no, sorry. I'm, I'm saying the Marlins are in second place to the Braves, who are the most... In my, in my opinion right now, the undisputed best team in baseball. And the Orioles are trailing the Rays, who are the American League's best team in baseball. And then I was just saying they were both in the East Division. So it's a battle of East Eastern Divisional second-place teams going on in Baltimore this weekend. And I'm sure we'll see those fugly, <laughs> I don't mean to use that word, Baltimore uniforms tonight. Man, you really missed out on a chance to be colorful. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know. It's such a put some orange pants in there, man. Let's make it fun. Yeah, the the uniform screams not fun at all. I I yeah. Too dark. Too dark. Such a cute uh, bird. (laughs) They should have used that orange more. The reds I can see being black the way they did. They went like Sith kind of. Sure. I I wish it had a little bit more red and color in there too. But I buy the reds look more than I buy the Orioles look. They made with the reds the font that they used. It's very unique. That's cool looking, yeah. for sure. The hat looks good. It's all pieced together really well. The... Baltimore, not so much. Yeah. By the way, I saw something fascinating we should talk about when it comes to the Friday night jerseys. Remind me if if you can. I'm going to write a note. Okay. But, of course, another reason to watch the Marlins-Orioles game is uh, to the continued pursuit of 400 from Luis Arise. Uh, again, if you didn't see him during the All-Star game or if you didn't have a chance to hear any interviews with him, I highly recommend checking out uh, what the man has to say. If I'm a young baseball player right now or a kid learning to play this game, I want to learn from Luis Arise. I want to learn how to put the ball in play. I want to learn to hit the ball where they ain't, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to be able to just do that. Whereas like a lot of hitters just struggle to hit the ball, period. Yeah. He's on a whole different level with the game of baseball right now and he's really really worth checking out both at the end what he has to say about baseball he's a baseball brain all right i got the dodgers and mets circled on my calendar here yeah that's a good uh game we got verlander and julio arias on the bump tonight for the dodgers this is a road game for the dodgers do or die time for the mets right like we talked about that series before the all-star break against the padres and how these two teams had been struggling and and that this is it this is do or die the mets have to get off to a strong start here otherwise it is over over well hopefully they don't get rained out in the east coast and how's the weather forecast looking over there? I, I don't know. You you teased weather girl and then you didn't have the information. Wow. It's the East Coast today. But how it's gonna rain. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see if they get those in out there. Because we've already got a we've got some busy weekend uh, of baseball out east because there's another series that we're looking at, which is the Padres at the Phillies. So is that potentially gonna have a chance to be washed out tonight? You know what? It says seventy percent of rain in New York. What about Philly? They're not that far away. I don't know Philly yet. I just checked New York. Well, probably uh, as a Kanika special here, check the forecast tonight, everybody. We might not have as much baseball as we think. Possible. We also have a doubleheader in Philly tomorrow with the Padres. Lots of action. We have an update on Bryce Harper's elbow when we go through our injury list. Yeah, it might rain too in Phillies. It says 40% thunderstorms. So that's today. Tomorrow, heat. heat. The heat is on, baby. The heat is on. Maybe I'll bust my sacks out for that line next time. This is your weather update. All right. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you caught that, but I mentioned really? that we have a doubleheader tomorrow 
Padres Phillies. We might have a doubleheader Sunday. It sounds like as well if they get washed out tonight. So it's possible, yeah. Um, yeah, buckle up, everybody. We might have a lot of uh, doubleheaders tomorrow and Sunday. It's possible. But let's hope for the best with weather. One place where I know it's not going to be raining is in Southern California tonight, where the best player in baseball is back on the mound. I'm talking about Showtime. Shohei. Shohei Otani. And and it's really a fitting place to kind of end here with these matchups. Not to say that the other games aren't important, but this is going to be the most talked about person in baseball over the next 20 Uh, well, over the next uh, 16 days. It's the 14th today. I had to do some math really quick. And, uh, well, the next 16 or 17 days are going to be a very interesting time period in the life of one Shohei Otani. And I can't help but notice that that's his number, 16 and 17. He wore 16 famously in the World Baseball Classic, and he wears number 17 for the Los Angeles Angels. And ironically, those are the about amount of days left that we will know his future, at least for this year. For this year? You don't think it might come earlier? Well, I mean, it could. I just think, like, this is one of those things that, just like the Juan Soto trade last year, it's going to kind of come down to the last minute. You know, minute, you know, yeah. like, it might get done a little bit before the deadline because it's one of those things where the big piece has to fall off the board before the rest can follow, so to speak. But I don't think you're going to see teams wait around this year. You know, I think they're going to want to, like, solidify and, and, and move on with their with their group you know I think it's one of those seasons where so many teams are in it and like if you get hung up on that one guy like out there that may or may not happen you might miss out on like the three or four other things that can really really help you out no offense to Otani I mean he's amazing and he will draw tickets and all this other stuff for you and and not to mention he will be an amazing addition to your team but the fact of the matter is in the playoffs three or four relievers might be more valuable to you depending on what you already have on your team yeah, so oh, we're back boy. on the Altani watch, basically. Well, Altani watch is in high alert, and and it will be. Yeah. Until Feels it's decided, <laughs> it will be until if and when he's traded, and if he's not traded, that's when it will end, and people will immediately start to talk about what happens at the end of the season if he's not traded. Yeah. If he is traded, people might immediately start talking about what happens at oh, the end of the season. But they just obviously can't help themselves. Yeah. But uh, anyways, also, be- we should point out, like, Los Angeles is playing Houston tonight. This is a big game for the Angels. Like, you talk about Mets being do or die. Angels are also in the same spot. The Angels have a hard time with Astros every time they I know. meet. And and the Astros are a tough team. Now, they're, now they're a little banged up right now. And we're going to talk about that in the injury report. It's, it's, it's vital, especially after they lost five in a row coming into the All-Star break. have to remind people about that. It's very, very important that the Angels get off to a good start here if they want to stay in this thing and keep Otani on their team. You know, I, I have to assume that if they don't really change their standing very much over the next couple of weeks that they are more inclined to have to move him. And I want to remind people that they're playing without Trout. They are most likely playing out without Anthony Rendon. I saw on the injury report, like, Joe Adele, the guy they called up to replace Trout, is already out. So it's like, oh, my gosh, they just cannot stay away from the injuries. I don't know. If I'm the Angels, when my team gets there today, I'm I'm just taking everyone out to stretch, and we're going to stretch for an hour. Get loose for an hour. That's not a bad idea. It's not. A bad idea at all. Okay. okay. Hey, Red Sox at Cubs, we talked about just a classic matchup again. We talked about Cubs-Yankees last week at Yankee Stadium. I think the same holds true for Red Sox at Cubs. It's not a matchup that we got to see very much growing up. AL 
NL classic teams. Mm-hmm. So it's always fun. Red Sox at Cubs. You have these two old 1900s teams sort of playing in the field of dreams. It's it's these matchups that only existed in the World Series, which obviously we never played. The Cubs and Red Sox never played in the World Series. So that was the only way it was possible before interleague play. Oh, and it's a Wrigley. It will be packed. It will be packed. So that'll be fun to watch. And then Guardians at Rangers. The reason I pointed out is because it's a battle of first place American League teams. We have the central leading Cleveland Guardians by a half a game at the Texas Rangers. Uh, Texas always a tough place to play. But the Rangers kind of limped into the All-Star break with a 3-7 and seven over their last 10. Definitely are probably wanting to get off to a hot start here. So yeah. That's the state of the matchups this week. You have anything else to add over there, Nika? I think you covered all the matchups very well. Well, there's there's more matchups, of course, but uh, those are the ones that I think stand out to me and you this week. Yeah, those are the matchups that matter a lot more. They have a lot more weight. Absolutely. All right. Well, with that, should we turn it over to our uh, injury update report? Sure. All right. Where would you like to start today? I have a long you got a long list? list. <laughs> All right, we can start. Who's coming back today? Well, who is coming back today? Bryce. Bryce, Bryce Harper. Harper. So if you'll remember, Bryce Harper took one on that elbow that he had surgery on last week, if I'm remembering correctly. And he was removed from a game. He's expected to play tonight and be also playing basement. at first base. Bryce Harper is moving to first base to allow Kyle Schwarber to move into the DH spot. Mm-hmm. Now, Bryce, they didn't want him in the outfield, like, diving around and on his shoulder and elbow, I think, right? Because he's had some problems Yeah, he had some issues. But nevertheless, Kyle Schwarber has become sort of too much of a vulnerability out in left field for the Phillies, and they want to upgrade their defense there. Best way to do that is to put Bryce at first base, who I believe is, I, I think it's Reese Hoskins who's out. Yes, he's out. Yeah, he's their normal first baseman, which is why this move is kind of possible. So that will allow Schwarber to go to the DH spot. And then uh, I'm not sure who will be playing left field for the Phillies, but we will find out as we will be watching them take on the Padres. Yeah, Um, Ray Hoskins is not going to return most likely. He's not returning this season. Yeah, He he had knee surgery. Knee surgery. Tore ACL. Yeah, that's a yucky one. So, um, hey, obviously, we're always wishing people like that a speedy recovery and, and you know, I, I, the rehab is tough. It's a long rehab. But look what happened to uh, Acuna. Oh, they come back. Yeah. Hey, there's millions of reasons to come back. You know what I mean? There's a lot of motivation there. Okay. Well, I wanted to kind of go through some teams here. One team I wanted to talk about is the Astros because they've been really, really banged up. And I have a couple updates on two of their big stars. I'm going to start with Jordan Alvarez, one of my favorites, the Jordan Bomber. He has been out dealing with an oblique. He also had like a neck thing earlier this year, if you'll remember. So he's kind of had a tough year, but um, he is beginning a rehab assignment tonight for the Astros. So that's got to be good news for Astros fans as they look to, well, they're hanging on by a thread to second place in the uh, AL West, but they, they definitely want to move and challenge Texas if they can. They got, they're within a couple games of the Rangers, despite all these injuries. Mm-hmm. That The Rangers got to be feeling the pressure a little bit. Almost definitely. And somehow Astros always find a way to make it to the top. Well, one of the reasons that they do is because of their little speedster, annoying, well, we call him like the little fucker over here, I think, L2. And I mean that with the high praise. He will agitate the hell out of you out there. But L2, uh, 
he is also on the shelf. Let's, he's eligible to return today. He has a couple, but I, I'm told that he's still a couple weeks out. Oh, okay. I know he, he is a, uh, oblique. He's a couple weeks out, but that he's also ahead of schedule. So that's good news, I guess, for Astros fans. And okay. we'll have to keep you posted on how his re- when he actually starts his rehab assignment. It's been a tough year for him this year. He had an injury. Yeah, earlier. well, he got he got his hand broken in the World Baseball Classic. Oh, yeah, that's right. So this is the second time. So uh, not a good year for Altuve this year. No, and it's been a rough year for the Astros, which makes where they're at even more impressive. Mm-hmm. And it shows the depth of their farm system and, and the players that they've had come and step it up. Yeah. Um, but another positive that I want to leave with Astros fans is another Jose. Should we call him Jose B? No, just kidding. Jose Urquidy is also looking to come back, barring any setback. Barring any setbacks, he will be returning by the end of the month uh, with a shoulder injury. So that's got to be really good news for the Astros uh, who need their starting pitchers back if they want to compete heading into like August, September, October. Yeah. Um, but I also want to point out when you, when you get a starting pitcher back at like the end of July, kind of feels like a trade. It's around that same time where everyone's solidifying their rosters and stuff, and that's why I want to move right along to another starting pitcher, Max Freed. Max Freed is also supposed to come back by the end of the month. The Braves, and it's not like they need any help, but they're gonna get some help. So there's more pitching help on the way. My sources tell me he's still a couple weeks out. So you got sources? I got sources. All right. Back to the offensive side of the baseball, uh, Luis Robert Jr., he, he injured his calf during the home run derby, as you on the are White Sox. possibly aware. Yeah, on the White Sox. He's going to be reevaluated as the team uh, returns today, and there will be an update later on his calf. Yeah, they don't know the extent of his injury. Dansby Swanson, also on the other side of Chicago, he's had that bum heel. Mm-hmm. Um he it is retroactive till July 6th that he got put on the disabled list, so he could be eligible to return in a couple days, but the Cubs have kind of been mysteriously quiet about what's going on there. So maybe we'll find out more as time goes on. But yeah, and then uh, another injury that happened just before the All-Star break was Corbin Carroll and his shoulder. On the Arizona? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, he did come back and hit a game-winning hit, and everything appears to be okay. And I think not just Arizona, but all of baseball kind of took their collective breath and was a sigh of relief, if you will. Yeah. But I think it's something that I want to keep an eye on. Do you remember last year when Fernando Tatis had that shoulder? Was it two years ago? Two years ago now. Okay. So that shoulder became re-aggravated. Yeah, he left like two or three games. And every time it happened, it was just like, oh. It was heartbreaking on the team yeah. and on the I think this might be similar situation with Corbin Carroll. I don't know his injury. Well, here's the thing. Corbin Carroll has is a dimensional player, you know, like he's been getting it done with the bat, but he's also been getting it done with his speed and like with his defense mm-hmm. and all intents and purposes, he's a really solid young baseball player uh, up and down the board, a five-tool player, if you will. But He did have a surgery. On when you shoulder. have, yeah, yeah, this is a re-aggravated right. injury potentially. You know, we don't know the ins and outs of like his previous shoulder injury sure. versus this one, but it is the same shoulder. Not a great sign. However, what you have to keep in mind with a shoulder injury like this is what are they gonna now prohibit him from doing like is he gonna be stealing less often because they don't want to injure his shoulder while he dives headfirst into second base that's like when you brought up fernando 
how did he injure his shoulder so many times that year was when he was doing base running or stealing or because that's what he does. He's such an exciting player. He doesn't want to play with restrictions. Unfortunately, he might have some. The right best now. thing that happened to Tatis is that he uh, got that shoulder operated on instead of, you know, trying I, to let it heal naturally. Sure, but Corbin Carroll already had that surgery. So now... Well, and it's I think it was a different... But I also want to point out, as I brought up on the podcast, that he has that swing that I yeah. feel very much like puts a lot of torque on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I want to see if his swing evolves over the course of the season to keep that second hand on the bat longer, to maybe try to keep that front shoulder from flailing out so much. Okay. But I also feel like it will change his style of play a little bit because I feel like he generates power with that torque. So it's just all an interesting thing in this young man's career to keep an eye on right now, and we'll see how it evolves. All right, well, I want to turn my attentions before we get out of here to the Dodgers pitching staff. Clayton Kershaw went on the bump with a shoulder. If you if you remember, the Dodgers pitching staff has just been decimated this year. Like uh, Dustin May is now out. Walker Bueller was already out recovering from Tommy John. Dustin May was back from Tommy John only to like re-aggravate his elbow and be out. Then Clayton Kershaw, who was kind of having a season, who was kind of having a season of revival. He is now having a shoulder soreness and he was put on the DL for like a little short stint. According to the injury report, he will be due to come back in about a week. And then I saw Thor, Noah Syndergaard, who's also on the Dodgers. He had a bum finger. Uh, something happened with his finger. Uh, a blister, blister on his finger. So he's going to be going on a rehab start. I didn't, I, I didn't really know you needed a rehab start from a blister, but I guess if you haven't been able to throw, you probably need a rehab start. So they are going to be doing that. And then, uh, obviously, uh, Julio Urias came back, and so the Dodgers are sort of starting to maybe solidify what they're going to be going forward with pitching-wise. One last pitcher I want to bring up from the Cardinals, ironically enough. The Cardinals, who are way out of it, by the way, is Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery has a sore hamstring, and I think the Cardinals are wanting him to probably get healthy as soon as possible because they really want to trade him. You think so? <laughs> yes. The Cardinals are going to be sellers this year, most likely, and they have some pieces that people will want, like Paul DeYoung and some pitchers like Jordan Montgomery. So... Okay. I just wanted to point that out because obviously when you're when you're selling, you want to be able to sell your pieces. So Nika, I think you had a few more injuries though to get to. Did I know? I have an update really for the Angels. Okay. Zach Neto and Brendan Drury be ready to play. Might well, be able to come I'm back. sure they will be welcomed back with open arms considering the uh, state of the ambulance in southern Los Angeles, yeah. the Anaheim area. If you're not familiar. Yeah, Neto had a left oblique strain and Drury had a shoulder contusion. The MRI was negative, so there was no structure damage. And they are back most likely today or this weekend. Welcome sight for Angels fans out there. Also update on Shane McClanahan, the oh, pitcher yeah. for the race. He is expected to be back on Sunday. He That's had... right. He was, you know, you forget because he was missing from all the All-Star game festivities. Yeah, um, but he was probably going to start that game. Yeah, uh, he had a mid-back issues, something to do with his mid-back strain. It felt like almost everybody that made the All-Star team didn't play this year. It was a lot of reserves that were called in, but that's fine. It just gives more people to get recognized and yeah. throughout the game. All right. Well, the second half is upon us, everybody, and we'll be here sooner than later. No, the second half is upon us, and, you know, I can't wait 
to see what surprises await us, I guess. You know, like as much as we follow the game and try and keep track of all of the players and all the statistics going on, I think it's hard to predict what's going to happen. And nobody knows for sure. Um, but there will be surprises. Oh, uh, definitely. There will be some huge trades coming up over the next few weeks. I'm kind of excited to see what's going to happen because this yeah. is the first year I kind of follow more closely everything. Sure. So the trades are a lot more interesting this year versus last year. Yeah, I mean, the countdown for Otani starts tonight. I can't stress how much that's going to be a big story over the next two and a half weeks here. Because how big of his of the contract he's going to get? Well, I think it's a multifaceted story that has a long length ahead of it right now before it reaches its conclusion. And, and its conclusion will be where Otani lands and is playing next year. Yeah. Um, but he may change uniforms twice before then. You know, he may get traded, and then he may sign somewhere else as a free agent. He may get traded and go back to Anaheim. Yeah. I mean, and back to Los Angeles. I mean, possible. It's, it's all possible. You know, that yeah. would be sus. Yeah. That would be highly suspect, I guess, because if I'm uh, the commissioner, I'm like, hey, is there any tampering going on here? Backdoor deal about like maybe coming back. Well, he's gonna go as a rental player for the remaining of the season and come back. Yeah, let's go fleece the Yankees for a few of their top prospects. We'll send you to the New York. You can go have fun. I think the thought just makes Angels sick, right? Like, but at the same time, how do you not do it? Yeah, you got to be a smart business. And then be like, hey, you can come back and we'll have all these these new toys that we fleeced from the Yankees. And now you can play with them. Now you can play with them. Let's see what happens. Not a bad strategy. See what happens. I don't think it's legal. No. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, keep an eye out, everybody, on Otani Watch. That's all we have for this week's episode. Well, for this Friday's episode. We'll be back here on Sunday to talk about what's happened over the past couple of days and bring you all the updates on all the action as we get the second half underway. If you want to get a hold of us, you can contact us at kanikadaily at gmail.com. Gotta change that email address. I know I promised you, but it's been a busy week. If you want to find us on social media, you can look for us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search for Kanika Baseball and you'll find us. It's that easy. Please follow, like, subscribe, anything like that. Anytime you see us, it really helps us out. And, you know, we've we've grown significantly more than I think we ever thought we would. So thank you for listening and thank you for sticking with us as we look to cover the second half of the season. I'm sure it'll be very, very exciting. Oh, it's going to be exciting. I, you just know it already. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's it. That's up for this episode. And I'm going to sign off. <laughs> Nika's giving me the pen sign over there. That, that, that means I know I got to sign off. It's like, she's like my producer on time over there. All right, babe. I'm signing off. I'm t- turning it back over to you. Thank you. I'm going to sign off as well and wish everybody have a wonderful, cool weekend. Yes, yeah, stay, stay cool over there, everyone. Stay safe and enjoy the games. Adios. Bye.